All right, welcome everybody to Three Brews In, where we are currently three brews in. We have already drank three beers tonight. We're going to drink the rest of our beers as we go on tonight, and we'll probably get exponentially better, I would think, as those those beers goes down. I will. I, I need to bring up something I learned five minutes ago, and that Josh has never seen Breaking Bad. Oh. Yeah. No, I've never seen Breaking Bad, and I think I told you why. It's because when I prefer to watch fictional stuff, I like something with, I don't know, an alien or a vampire or something like that. I don't blame you for like not seeing it live because I didn't see it live, but you've had how much time since the last episode aired and to, to hear it basically described as the best series Ever. And not just by one schmuck, by like many of the schmucks right, that yeah. you spend time this with. This isn't Justin and Travis saying, watch it, Josh. This is, well, I, I, I guess. I, I get it. I understand I mean, you know, it's a great um, um, accoladed show. It gets all the, got all the awards. I understand that. I'm just, I don't know. It's not calling to me or anything. Yeah. Sorry. Jesus. Anyway. You know what I just noticed? What'd you notice? You have a container of dried golden figs next to you. I put some figs. I wanted to make sure I got like a little bit of like fiber and base. I had two bananas tonight. I'll probably munch on these figs tonight. Is that all right? I I just noticed it. It's fantastic. You want one? I will eat one of your figs. Yeah, they look like dried ball sacks. They really used to that. So so is your mom? (laughs) Okay. So what do we got on the itinerary tonight, guys? We got a couple of little topics we're going to cover, but I think our primary focus tonight is our, our goofy shit and the, the segments we really like to the, talk the about. Only, the only thing of substance uh, that is occurring in baseball right now is today was the uh, non-tender deadline. Today was a non-tender deadline, so we don't know exactly who's going to get tendered for the Brewers, who's going to get offered a contract to go to arbitration. My guess, and we talked about this earlier, Justin, is we're going to see some some people leave the Brewers that I that I think we're going to be a little bit upset to see leave the Brewers. Yep. Because when you talk, like they're saying, like they're saying a month ago, we got to cut payroll, and all of a sudden you look at a guy like Corey Knable, who's <laughs> what I say? He's pitched 13 innings since yep. 2018 or something. And after you said that, I, I looked up some stuff because I didn't realize that today was the deadline. And uh, uh, Corey Knable, Knorri Knable is on the list of the questionable people, questionable people between three and six million dollars that will probably be non-tendered. Right. Yeah, because I think they put his his salary right around five million or something mm-hmm. like that. And and for a guy who who didn't perform well, and Granny's coming back from Tommy John, but to lay out that kind of money to a guy that you just don't know what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Cause and what have we said a million times? Stearns finds gems on the scrap heap for his bullpen. So yep. why guarantee 5 million to someone that you just don't know about when you can give, you know, 1.2 million to someone you don't know about. Yeah. Yep. So it's a shame. I mean, I'll still, I think I floated it a little while ago. Jeremy Jeffress. Well, that came up I mean, a couple episodes again and, Again, he's got the ties to the community. He, the guy, clearly loves Milwaukee. I'm sure you can get him for a lot cheaper than than Corda Canable. Could you not get Jeremy Jeffers for well, less than five million? No, it's yeah. Oh yeah, uh, seven p.m. Central. So we've got is that today or is that yeah, to, today? Or, I thought it was did I, did I, I thought it was tomorrow. Maybe 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 I'm wrong. Eight p.m. tonight. Seven p.m. Eastern. Oh okay. So we or might 8 know, p.m. Eastern. We might know by the end of tonight then, like, who's mm-hmm. actually getting dumb. Like, Vogelbach is a big question. Like, are they going to bring someone like that back? Like, no one no one knows. It's 
It's just Stern's doing on, his oh, Stern's okay. Thing. The teams have until 8 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, so it is they, tomorrow night. Yeah, so they didn't do a very good job of showing that for okay. me. All right. But uh, the tender options for the Brewers, Orlando Arcia, Alex Claudio, Josh Hader, Corey Knabel, Omar Navarez, Jace Peterson, Manny Pena, Daniel Vogelback, and Brandon Woodruff. The 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 big question for me is Omar Narvaez, is what yeah. what they do with him. Quite honestly, because yep. they gave up a little bit for him in that that whatever the you you know what you almost have to bring back uh, Narvaez and Pena. Pena. And if you happen to grab somebody in free agency or trade, you work uh, uh, Pena or Navarez either into that trade or see if you can send Omar down to AAA. Can they even, I don't does, know. Does he have, does he have options? I don't know. I don't know, I don't know either. I don't it's going to be interesting to see if they pick up, because he had, well, like 159 or something last year, just a black yeah, hole his, of Yeah, his projected salary offense. is 2.725 to 3.1 million. Uh, yeah, which which sounds like peanuts, but again, when you're working with this tiny little budget that the that the Brewers have, I mean, yep. it's all of a sudden that's a big deal, which is why I don't think Canable's coming back. I just don't think they're going to pay $5 million to Corey Canable. Yeah, they yeah. can't do it, and they won't. Yeah. So I guess we'll find that out tomorrow night. But um, hey, look, that was a lot of baseball already. It was a, actually a lot of baseball. Um, maybe and maybe not a bad time to talk about our two new things uh, we're going to do, and maybe yeah. they're one-offs both. Uh, one category is either a um, crazy celebrity, drunken, drug-related death or just some – celebrity that's just known as a crazy partier so we're going to honor that person and the other one is the stupidest idea that you've ever had and i think there's a lot of very kind of fertile soil in that with the three of us and i told um i mentioned that to my wife and i think i texted you guys i don't have the exact words but it was kind of like you know make a list (laughs) or you're really fucking good at that you have it there should should we bring up the exact quotes that were sent out yeah because they were fantastic right what did mrs travis say about this because i told her Uh, and she said quote you will fucking excel at that. Mm, that's my little sweetheart. And Whose birthday was yesterday, by the way? I could tell them a thousand stupid ideas you've had. <laughs> so we almost should have had her as a guest we for really that segment, have. apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I've got it uh, winnowed down to one for today. Yeah, and it's it's funny because I've had them. I mean, you've got. No, you guys have a pair of good ones. I'm guessing, right? I've got I mean, one. You came I've got one good one, and I, it's funny Coach that serious? I serious. You know, or should we just maybe point out fuck ups you've had? And I, so I've here's got, I've got one for you that I thought you would lead with. Will you marry me? Wasn't that one of the worst ideas you've ever had? Sorry, that led to the too much. That led to the production of my two wonderful children. So now, how do you feel, Josh? Wow, <laughs> those two children are part of that. Last week, you talked about my mom taking an eighteen-inch wiener. So screw you. Wow. <laughs> Your delicate you sensibilities. He's he's he did there. Oh wow. So, God, I'm after you. Oh. Wow. <laughs> wow. Fuck you. Uh, what? <laughs> and then um, we're going to cover most of our other main topics. And um, I think one we're all looking forward to doing again is never uttered. These are words that have never 
been said right. in a sentence. Yeah, so, uh, I'm really looking forward to that. What do we want to start with? What so. should we start with tonight? Do you guys even want to cover any of our other topics? We want to go right to our fun stuff a little bit. Why don't you, you yeah, know? I mean, I, I I think so. I, I think you know. At some point, I want to kind of cover that baseball stuff. Do, do you want to talk about the manager and how much we, yeah. how much wins or how valuable an, a manager and MLB yes, let's is? Because we talked about that I very think, briefly I, at one point. Yeah. Do you have some thoughts on that, Travis? Well, I, I do, and I think some of it is, is, of course, the huge difference between American League and National League. And with, with, yeah, but let's just do this. God damn it. Um, okay. We forgot to talk about the beer. Yeah. Oh. So let's go back. And uh, we, coach... So before we get into this baseball content, we're going to talk about the beer that I happen to bring today. And I'm going to uh, compliments to uh, my parents on this one. Uh, they brought uh, the hammer on this beer. Uh, I, I went and visited um, during uh, Thanksgiving. And uh, I, I think it it had to have been... One of the first things they brought up to me uh, after like hugging the grandkids and asking how the, the ride was, hey, we've got something for your uh, your podcast. Go look downstairs. Look at them. That is wonderful. So this is a hazy, a pale uh, ale from... Get, 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 get right to the name. From, from uh, Ale Asylum. It is Fuck COVID mm. 2.0. Because they had an original batch and then they improved it. So it's fuck COVID 2.0. They would have been incredibly gutsy coming out with that label in 2019. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Might have raised some eyebrows. Yeah. <laughs> what is this COVID thing you speak of? It's it's fuck COVID. With, and so they did the, uh, the label with a gigantic V that goes where the V in COVID and the U in fuck would be. So, it's, so it sort of makes it a little less yeah. vulgar. The implausible deniability that it right. doesn't actually say fuck. It right. Says, so then love. this label is fantastic because at the end of fuck COVID, they've got a little red asterisk. <laughs> and at the bottom of the can, it says also hoarders. <laughs> hoarders is interesting though, isn't it? Not hobos, not homeless. But, but No, hoarders. but this, this has to do with COVID. The people who are hoarding the antiseptics, the, the people that are paper. hoarding the toilet paper, oh, yeah. the so cleaning dumb. supplies. No, no, no. I didn't can, I, get can, I, can I fall on the grenade? I didn't, I didn't see that. I, I didn't catch that early. And the, I, I, saw, I said as hoarder as in, you know, somebody having newspapers from 1940 in there. Me okay. too. I've had an entire weekend to digest this can and to digest this. Uh, also hoarders. Uh, yeah, I, it's fantastic. It's a 5% It's yeah. a 5% hazy uh, pale ale. Um, I, I think the, the reviews are going to be generally positive on this. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But Maybe. first impressions are, are good. Good. Mm-hmm. No. Good. And it's an ale asylum beer, which we have not done yet, which is kind of shocking to me that we haven't done ale asylum at all. It's actually a lot surprising. I don't think it can be a lot shocking. I think it has to be totally shocking. Totally shocking. It's a lot. (laughs) How about people that say, that's kind of amazing? Well, no, that doesn't go together. Yeah, it's not kind of amazing. It's, it's, yeah, it's not, yeah, yeah. You're right. Thank you, Kramer police. So, um, getting back to these managers. Sure. Um, we have an NL AL difference right now, yeah. And it's probably not fair to the AL people that are just as wise and just as uh, uh, smart on every level, but they play in a league where, quite frankly, they don't have to do certain of the things strategy-wise in the NL. I, uh, you know, this is one of these where I'd, I'd almost have to defer to, to to others. I have guesses. 
my guess is that they can make the difference between a team making a playoffs and not if it's a two three game um, um, type of scenario and I'm not just talking about a game where you can absolutely look at concrete that pitching change or that pinch hitter I'm not talking about those I think it's more of a culmination of games that you don't even know the manager maybe um, you know you may not even know if managers had lost a game or won a game but just the quality and consistency over a year's period will you know you would like to think create an, an environment for, for for a higher chance I mean you play a lot of games and to think that um Unless you've got a manager out there that's just making one stupid boneheaded move after another, these are all really good baseball people. But what ones pull those right strings? What one, even through luck? I mean, that, that's that's be honest. Some of it is luck when you go to the bullpen, that pinch hitting, um, sending a guy, um, all of the things that um, you know managers can can um, can impact. And here's something that probably um, gets overlooked: is that managing. A pitching staff, managing rest, those things where it isn't between the lines, but bigger, bigger picture stuff. Um, I don't know what 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 do you what do you guys what do you guys think? Can it is it more than two or three games? Is it? I, I think it's probably more than two or three. But I would put it out there that if you ask a Tampa Bay Rays fan right now how valuable a, a manager is, yep. when when he pulled Blake Snell like super early in that game it makes all the difference because yeah. you were you were winning and all that and, and that was a bad move in real time that wasn't a hindsight move no that, that was, was a bad that move was in one real of those time. where oh boy I'm telling you right now yep short yeah. short of there's some information out there that you don't know as far as you know he came in and he said something he is nagging I mean it's just yeah. other no. than that you've got to ride that guy you got to you got to win or lose with him yep. you lose with him it's the right move right yep. yeah. So I, I, I think in, in baseball, like a manager more than anything, maybe sets a culture and sets the... I love yes. that. Yeah, and, and I love that because how can you put on to black and white happiness in the clubhouse? Yep. Right. Go yeah, I, I think... Contentment, in, in, a feeling that, um, you know... Um, well, and can draw. You said it; it's perfect. That yes. makes so much sense. Yeah, yep. and can draw a line between you know discipline and still being a player's manager and still having an yep. open door. And yeah, he's got my back as long as I walk the line. Right. He's got and, my back. And I think a, a, a manager that approached things that way is like is less likely to have to be the heavy. Yeah. Because right. most of the people aren't going to want to disappoint him. Aren't going to want to put him in a spot where he's called to the office. There's, of course, certain players that just, you know, rules don't apply to and whatnot. But for the most part, I, I, I think these uh, these guys can see when they're being treated like adults. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Yeah. And I, I think the manager is more important in the National League than the American League at, you know, this sure. juncture. Um, you know, I think the, the, the manager in baseball – is less important than the head coach in football. Oh, absolutely. Yes. More important than the coach, manager, whatever it's called in soccer or mm-hmm. football. Um, it's it's uh, and even more or more important than the uh, coach in basketball. <laughs> Whoops. Like in in the nice in the um, um, look at, look, at Tra- prof- look, look, look look Travis is tilting his glass. This is a monumental occasion in three brews, and Travis is tilting his glass to pour his beer. Your head is less than two inches. <laughs> I I feel like I just saw it's the like lo- the kids do. I saw. I feel like I just saw the Loch Ness monster. 
See, what just happened there was that was a fantastic and I would say a 9.7 pour. Um, The problem is he followed it up with uh, Raise the Roof. Raise the Roof. roof. That's that's what what the kids do, Justin. Uh, Aren't you down with that? No, I'm I'm not. I think down the Fresh Prince that. of Bel Air did that at one point, but that might have been the last. Want to see it again? Was... West Philadelphia. Oh, maybe you missed it. <laughs> oh my! Oh boy! True Dad. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that poor was definitely the bomb. Oh, I. You know what? And this is really funny because last night when I was wasting some time on TikTok, I I watched a video of. What uh, else can you do on TikTok besides waste time? Uh, I learned a couple of recipes on TikTok once, so mm. there, oh, that yeah. wasn't a complete oh. waste of time. But uh, there was a video Recipe. of <laughs> there was a there was a video of uh, uh, language and lingo from uh, the Boomers and then Generation X and then Generation Z, mm. and it, that just reminded me of uh, one of the Boomers trying to be a Gen Z. <laughs> trying to raise the roof. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? Raise the roof was probably Gen X. Was it? I don't know. It it had it's it's know. somewhere in that Gen All X I know is millennial. We've had a few shitty ones in a row. <laughs> All right, let's move on to something else. I, can we go to our douche of the week? Yes. All right. Who wants to start this? I'll start it. I'll okay. You want to start, Justin? You can start. I'll we'll move, wake our way this way. Then. All right. Good. Because I'm just simply sick of hearing about this person. It's like everyone gets amnesia about what a complete and utter douche. Kobe Bryant was. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, what do you do? What do you do, Justin? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> right. Okay, he died. Please, please tell me why I forgot to come up with Kobe Bryant. It's we. There oh. was this tidal wave of the greatest human being and basketball player of all time after he died. He was an incredible human being that... The second the helicopter crashed, but really wasn't, well, it was in the air. It's like, oh. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, you can just run down a list, and I'll just run down a few. And I'll, Coach, you're not buying this, are you? Are you all right? I'm I'm good. Well, I'm you, good. See, You're good I, with Kobe Bryant, or are you? No, see, I, and I, I don't think Kobe Bryant reaches the level of douche of the week. Oh, well, oh, he, can I... Uh, really? Can I, no, you can continue with it. Yeah, go with it. Go. Well, let me start listening. Why don't we start with the sexual assault? And let's just I, say I that it was... Yep, yep. Bull, I, maybe it was... I, who he cares? Paid, no. At no an absolute, you can't, absolute, absolute, no. You can't say it's bullshit because he paid out. He, he paid agreed out. that there was something that occurred that was not okay, and he paid money for and it. And gave the future Mrs. Bryant an incredible ring. And I remember Ooh, that press conference. Yes. Kobe had the apology, and she showed up with, yep. yeah, yeah. Yes. I, yep. Well, oh, just so Hook, line, and sinker into that. And disgusting yep. okay. and awful. Now, okay, continue. Continue. Yeah, keep going. Let, let's talk about what his teammates feel about him. Yeah. Okay. That's where I was going to go. His That's where I was going to go. Steve Nash is quoted as saying, Kobe is a motherfucking asshole. Yep. Okay. Kobe Bryant was once fined $10,000, or I'm sorry, $100,000 by the NBA for shouting across the court at a referee a homophobic slur. He called him a name that I'm not going to say, oh. but he shouted across him and he was fined $10,000 for right. it. 
Okay. He also okay. gave himself the nickname. The Black Mamba. Yes. Oh. That didn't come He glided his own name and he self-glossed his helicopter. Not the helicopter, the one down, a different helicopter. Yes. The Black Mamba. Yeah. And you can and go. And painted it as a snake, if I remember right. I think right. so, yes. So for that. How about just the eye test watching him strut around and how he conducted himself? Right. I just. Oh. The, the the way that the, he, he tried he tried to be the next Jordan he was labeled with given that label as the next Jordan and he tried to be the next Jordan he spoke the way Jordan did he tried to be that be your own guy Kobe. he came He's, from an affluent suburb of Philadelphia and he struggled to 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 be street or whatever you want to say it because there was that. You have not come from where we have come from. Right. Not my words, the words of others that I've heard. And that's why, you know, as horrible it is, that sexual assault accusation in crazy in a crazy world gave him some kind of cred. Right. Well, he, it did, and it sucks. He forced the, the Shaq trade out of L.A. because he had to be the number one guy. That's when, right. when it was referred to as like the Batman, and when Shaq and Kobe were the Batman and Robin, yeah, right, he bristled right. at being the Robin and, no, I have to be the number one guy. And through tantrums and, and whatnot, no teammate speaks, speaks well of this guy. He was very um, high and mighty to his teammates. They all hated him. The reporters that had to follow them hated Kobe Bryant. They all... Not all, whatever. Many say the guy was an asshole. So mm-hmm. Kobe being Bryant is a fucking douche. Excellent. Okay. Coach? Uh, okay. I'm good with it then. Okay. Yeah, I, I didn't know some of those things, so he, I'm good with it. He's an asshole. He's, he's not douche bag Hall of Fame no. worthy, no, but uh-uh. I, would say I get it. Fame. No, got it. But he's a douche. I, I, yes. Yep. Go ahead. Uh, uh, my douche of the week involves the entire Denver Broncos quarterback room. <laughs> yeah. When all you have to do is wear a stupid fucking mask. Just while you're watching your video, wear a mask. When you know what's at stake. When you know what's at stake. It's not like you walked into the facility and said, oh, what is this mask mandate that they're talking about? No, you've been dealing with this for, what, 12 weeks now, 14 weeks now. Uh, This isn't a new concept. Uh, You sit in your room. You cost, you probably weren't going to win the game against the Saints anyway, but you certainly cost your team any chance of pulling off any sort of victory. And then whatever bullshit Drew Locke, uh, um, Mia Culpa Instagram thing that you posted of, well, this was a sterile environment and we just sort of got lax with it. You know what? It's just sort of getting lax with it that is killing people. So I, you know what? Go fuck yourself, the Denver Broncos quarterback room. Well, and they just made a complete mockery of that game. It's, right. It wasn't a game. It was a right. joke. So it. I don't know if you heard this, but prior to uh, prior to the game, the Broncos petitioned the NFL yeah. to try to allow one of their coaches to suit up as quarterback. Yeah. Somebody with knowledge of, of the offense. The a coach. They tried to have a coach set. They pulled up a practice uh, squad wide receiver who played f- uh, quarterback in college at Wake Forest uh, 
to to the, quarterback. The football hotbed that is yeah. Wake Forest. So he scored negative fantasy points for the people that tried to play him. Uh, well, but he he threw two interceptions, no touchdowns, like thirty nine yards passing, and he only attributed like less than half of the overall snaps because they just snapped the ball to Royce Freeman and uh, um, um, whoever their other running back Melvin is. Gordon. Mel- uh, no, Mel- Royce Freeman, uh, Philip Lindsay. Philip Lindsay and not Melvin Gordon. It was the other guy because oh. Gordon was hurt. Oh, uh, Philip Lindsay and a Freeman or something. Yeah, it's whatever. Freeman. Whatever. Yeah. yeah, so Freeman and and so whatever. Given given twenty twenty and the debacle that that team clearly puts in their quarterback situation, is it at all surprising that you didn't hear the name Tim Tebow floated oh. as a week long contract? Wouldn't it be? <laughs> well, how oh. how close did that? Because uh, they didn't learn until what Thursday or Friday that all of them were close contacts with a COVID positive. Yeah. So I mean, oh. I, yeah. Oh. Yeah. So you know yeah, what? Douches. All you had to do, you know what? All you had to do was wear the mask, and you could have played that. You could have played that game. Yeah. All you had to do was wear a mask. Wear a mask. I, and, and think about this. If if you're the third string guy for the Broncos, whoever that is, right. maybe that's your chance. You could you're, have parlayed that into a multi-million dollar contract <laughs> next year. <laughs> well, it's not a Packer bag of quarterbacks. Well, that's so true. Okay, that. okay. Well, yeah. you could have parlayed that into a roster spot next year. Yeah, yeah. Travis, you got a douche of the week? This is um, a contemporary of Kobe Bryant. Kevin Garnett. Oh. Now, I had already stopped watching basketball during most of Kevin Garnett's days, or at least most basketball, but I knew enough about him to know that he was an asshole. Um, everybody remembers the, anything is possible. <laughs> Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, anything is possible when you got the most talent in the league, Kevin, and you're, you're one piece of that. You know, it, 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 it's not like uh, it's not like the USA beating beating Russia, right? Just a couple things about him, and I knew that he'd been a jerk on the court. Uh, Charlie Villanueva in 2010 said KG called him a cancer patient. I'm pissed now. You know how many people died from cancer? And he's tossing around like a joke because Charlie had shaved his head. Oh. Kevin Garnett slapped Tim Duncan in the face during a game and continued to mock him for years to come. He is so intense that he is inhumane in how he acts to people in the court. He may have the worst attitude the league has ever seen. Garnett would routinely beat up NBA player Patrick O'Brien and yell at him throughout his Boston career. Doc Rivers said, you know, Kevin destroyed him. Brian asked to be traded, and that happened. Glenn Big. Baby Davis, I learned this during my research, got his name from Garnett. Not a good way to get it. Here's how he got it. The Celtics were beating the Blazers in 08, and Garnett was sitting on the bench. He watched his teammates begin to lose the 25-point deficit that was built. He came over to the team and did his um, usual routine of yelling and screaming. And I... Need to apologize because I've got an error on the sheet, but basically he had called him uh, Big Baby because he cried during an emotional time during a game, and instead of just letting it go, he continued to tell everybody, but this guy was a big baby. That's how it came. 
it wasn't because of the size or anything like that. I know. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, I, I apologize. So Glenn Glenn Davis issue, didn't but... give himself the nickname like Kobe Bryant did. <laughs> he yeah. got it from yeah. from a teammate berating yeah. him. That's classy. I am. Um, I'd like to name myself right now. Oh, what's your nickname? T Love. Oh, geez. <laughs> I, oh, I don't think you're going to get a, a majority on this one. It's Kevin Garnett. I just, the way he conducted himself, you find, found out that he would like get really personal, like cross the line. Mm. And, I mean, there's a lot of trash talk, but yeah. um, I just didn't and like him. I believe that Kevin Garnett is one of the worst tippers. In oh, NBA is he in that category too? I believe he is. Yeah, All right. yeah. So when when you when you take multimillionaires who are bad tippers, it's almost a whole nother level of complete douche. But, but doesn't it fill in a lot of pieces about who they are as people? Hundred percent. You right. know who is an awesome tipper? Who? Chad Johnson. Is he Ocho really? Cinco. Ocho Cinco, good tipper, huh? Yeah, I follow him on Twitter, and uh, he's a constantly, you know showing pictures of his receipts and he he's a very so but he does it in a way that's um like he quotes bible verses and like lots of love type things and he he's well i mean he's given the tips and it's making a huge difference to the people that's serving him it's a little Absolutely. annoying that he's putting on his social media is like look at me right I'm a great and, and it's annoying and I, I got annoyed with it initially but the more i read into it the more i um followed his account it's I'm okay with it. It's kind of weird. Another Again, thing with Kevin Garnett is the chin. You saw it, right? It's just all. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's like yes. that look, that that almost I have to manufacture a mean look in my face. I think he's mean enough anyway, but right. it, it, it's, it's, with the, it's with the assumption that a camera is on me constantly, and there probably was one camera dedicated to him at any sure. one game. Mm-hmm. But I just, not a, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a shame because he's a Hall of, Hall of Fame player. Yeah. That is too bad. I think right. NBA still exists. Are I, they still playing? I mean, uh, no, I mean, they, not the league. I'm not not this year, but they, they haven't folded up yet. Have no, they, they no. haven't folded yet. They no, folded. LeBron hasn't going. told them they could fold yet. No, no, he hasn't given oh, permission good, to the good, league. Good. I'm sure he'll tell them once he retires that it's time for them to <laughs> wrap up shop because you can't have another of me. All right. Yeah, that was a great take, T Love. Why are you I doing wish that? You could Why say are you? I wish you could say it a little more natural. Like, I, it's going to take a little bit, but I'll get there by the end of the episode. Don't what do you mean? I just glossed myself T-Love. T-Love. Give yourself a name and I'll call you it. No, you won't. Huh? Really? J-Dork. <laughs> sure, I'll call you that. Goddamn right, J-Dork. <laughs> J-Dork and T-Love. I'm writing it down. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> I don't have any problems with that. Why do you? Well, the most organic nicknames come from your teammates. If you're going to name me j-dork then i'll accept it i'll be fine because it's not what am i gonna say no i'm not a dork what up j-dork that's not no that's not gonna cut it (laughs) we all know the truth you have a ninja penguin tattoo i have a ninja penguin tattoo i'm a (laughs) (laughs) j-dork so much easier when they just sit there and say yeah (laughs) i like hot dogs i can't can't argue what do you guys want to do next which one Pick a, pick Maybe a topic. Bruce Your mom. <laughs> How about Bruce Tavis? Let's Bruce Tavis. Can I start um, with this? Just a little background. Okay. Bruce Tavis, oh, as you. we all know now, is a takeoff from Seinfeld's Festivus, but it is our grievances in the world of sports only. Can I ask a dumb question? Did they replace, in, in the Seinfeld universe, did Mr. Costanza replace Christmas or Thanksgiving with Festivus? I thought it was Christmas. Yeah, what, it was, Christmas. was it Christmas? Okay, all right. I mean, I'm not. 
I'm I'm Hot fairly days. certain it was Christmas. Okay, all right, fair enough. I mean, so, yeah. you, I mean, I think you could look at all sitcoms in the history of the world, and how couldn't that one scene in that one sitcom rate really, really oh, high? Like the a whole real thing with his boss Kruger. and my my kid says you're this and the feats of strength. And the boss is sitting there, and you can just see his look in his eye. What, Mr. Who was it? Oh, Kruger, Kruger wasn't it? Mr. Yeah. Kruger. And he's kind of like, okay, now I get George. Yeah. You can just read it <laughs> in his eye. Festivus is a secular holiday celebrated on December 23rd as an alternative to the pressures and commercialism of right. the Christmas season. Oh, very good. Okay. But, the, but, the, but the tree was so good. I mean, it's a pole. It's a pole. The, it's a pole. And they air in the grievances, and, and Frank and Estelle Costanza. You know, George, I mean, the whole George's character was so perfect. Who would have ever thought that the, you know, well, I guess he was the only main character with parents, although um, Marty and and, uh, and, uh, Jerry had Jerry Jerry and Marty and uh, whatever. Uh, But yeah. yeah. Okay, so not not the only one, but to to find those actors that could be George's parents. I mean, could they have been casted better? That That whole show was genius absolutely Absolute yep genius. the casting was was incredible yeah, yeah. all right who's uh, justin you said you wanted to start your festivus what is your airing or i'm sorry your brucevus what is your airing of grievance justin uh mine is the unequal handling of covid cases in the nfl so this is going to go with hmm. my oh, with goodness. my uh my uh um douche of the week sure they had an entire quarterback room that tested positive for... Uh, did they test positive? No, they had an entire uh, quarterback room that um, was a close contact. Right. And they did not delay the game. They did not delay the start. They said, oh, whatever, you're the Denver Broncos. We don't give a fuck about you. Uh, figure it out. Uh, for all intents and purposes and all accounts, uh, the Baltimore Ravens We're still had- waiting for that game. Yeah, so they were supposed to play on uh, Thanksgiving, and they violated protocol with their workout practices, and Lamar Jackson tested positive, uh, and they delayed the game until Sunday, and then they delayed the game till Monday, and they delayed the game till Tuesday, and now we're waiting till Wednesday to play the game, because the Den- or for some reason, the Baltimore Ravens are more important than the Denver Broncos in the NFL. Not for some reason. We know exactly why they're okay. more important. I'm, I was trying to be a little facetious about oh, it, but um, they 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 specialize, or they, they take care of their their poster children um, more than they care about uh, anything else. So instead of delaying the Broncos game, we're going to make a, a point to say, ha hi, you guys fucked up. We're going to punish you for it. But when the Baltimore Ravens fuck up in their strength and conditioning program, we're going to say, Oh wait, well let's delay this game a little bit. That's and you looked point. at it earlier in the season nice. with the Steelers yeah. and uh, their issues. And they delayed that game an entire week and rescheduled a whole bunch of other games to fit around by weeks and so it, you're either going to say well it's your fault for not following protocol or um or don't but you can't make the decision based on the team that's a great point because I, I never i guess thought like why do they keep pushing this back while they force the broncos to just go ahead who are the ravens playing oh shit 
So whoever mm-hmm. they are, you know that they're pissed. Like, hey, like yep. the, the Saints just got a free win. Right. And so, and, and the Ravens, if they would have had to play on Sunday, if even if you pushed it off Thanksgiving into Sunday, Lamar Jackson, um, 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 Dobbins, and Mark Ingram wouldn't have been able to play. Right. Now that they pushed it to Wednesday, Ingram and Dobbins can play. So at, at uh, they've got at the wow. very least two two running backs that they can they, that they can play. Right. So yeah. Yeah. How, and protocols? how deep do you have to look into that to see the motive? Uh, right. You they, they have to have their have marquee to, fran- this, franchises yeah. playing, and right. you know that I'm sure they're thinking, "Whoa, really? We get to play a Tuesday or Wednesday game? What else is going on in sports on Tuesday or Wednesday? Nothing. It's everything. Yeah. It's Nothing. Everything. Right. Exactly. So maybe we get some ratings, and yeah, that's God. that's a great point, Justin. Because I, I never thought about that before. That's good. Boy, that was really good. Yeah. Let me do my Bruce of this because it's not very good. I guess. Oh, it's just, good. It's, it's mild no. annoyance. I think more than anything. I like mild annoyances. Okay. I, I think we've all seen um, college football games where the offense gets into their formation. They come up to the line of scrimmage. The quarterback either gets under the center <laughs> or he is back in the shotgun and he makes a couple calls. Then everyone stands up and looks over at the sidelines yes! and they get the call. Yep. And then they go back into it and then they hike it again. It's like, uh-huh. holy shit. And I understand this is the new systems and the spread offense and they're calling the play based on how the defenses line up. But it's so goddamn annoying sometimes. Mm-hmm. They get into their formation, pause, everyone look, and they usually have some weird signs over on the on the sideline. The lane. guy in the yellow hat. Yep. Right, and exactly some weird like pictures and whatnot, and it means something to them, and it's just like. <gasps> in Ohio State, Picture I think you're like an Oreo Blizzard, huh? right? It's just yeah. It just I said it's not like I'm. Right, it's not against, the end of the world, but yeah, it's a, it's an annoying. And and I don't think the Badgers have ever done that before because they call their play and they go out and do it, and you trust your quarterback, make the call, and if you see something different, just go ahead and do it. It's almost like yep. now when you see like a like a catcher, catchers now do it all the time. Every single time they look over into the dugout to call the signs. Yeah. What happened to when a catcher could actually call a game and say, you know what, I'm seeing what this guy's doing. I'm calling the curveball. I'm sticking with the curveball. It is it's so much given over to the sidelines. Like, let your players make the call for God's sake. Live or die on it. But anyway, that's my boost. That was a pretty good take, uh, Jay Dork. <laughs> yeah, let T Love take the mic here. T Love, you Mine's going to be in the form of a little bit of question and answer just to prove my point. Jake Ferguson, who is he? Uh, he former, was he? Oh, that was that's Jake Plummer. Jake Ferguson, Jake. Wisconsin Badger. Oh, uh, tight end. Four, and what's he more known for? Oh, being Barry Alvarez's grandson. So, oh, yeah, is, that's right. Good call. Yeah, we had a little bit of a pause there, and maybe I didn't lay it out right. But he is in his third year now, if not his fourth. Every single oh, yes. time his name is mentioned. <laughs> this poor bastard cannot get an identity. Mm-hmm. He is Barry's grandson. Now, they don't just have to mention that he is Barry's grandson, but then you have two things that happen. In no particular order. You yeah. see Barry in the booth, number one. And then number two is one of three pictures yes. that are rotated out from <laughs> Barry. Barry's daughter, who is Jake's mom, and Jake and a brother. And it is just like, when does it end? When does it end? I completely 
understand year one. It is cute as hell that one of the more famous football coaches in Wisconsin history has a grandson, grew up in Madison, um, plays, oh, by the way, plays well um, for, for the team. And when we first heard his name, it was cute. Stop it. Please stop it. He's now Jake Ferguson. It's not Jake it. Alvarez. He's no, Jake it's not Jake Alvarez. Alvarez. And you know what? If he was Jake Alvarez, if he was, did he have? If he had the last name, and it just happened to be his dad was, you know, yeah. That's that's just stop it. I don't. It's not the healthiest damn thing for a guy because you're you're. He always probably had to be. You are. Your grandpa is blank. You yes. know, mm-hmm. there are some expect- inherited. There's some expectations. Yes. How about the guy just earns it on his own? Yep. Okay. And, and love it. And if he gets drafted, when he gets drafted, the fifth round, fourth round, third, whatever, if he does, what's going to happen when he gets drafted? Yeah. This is Barry Alvarez's grandson. That's all. And and I'm I'm a little better for it then just because maybe the whole nation doesn't know. But but still, it's just. As a Badger fan, you don't have to be reminded of it every single week. I'd be curious. I haven't listened to a single Badger game on the radio. I'm guessing that Matt LaPay doesn't talk about that. No, it's all it's all Big Ten. It's all, can I, yeah. can I um, just transition right into anti-Brustavis? Yes. It has to do with the Badgers, too. Ooh. Their offensive line every goddamn year is <laughs> my anti-Brustavis. <laughs> love it. It's yeah. that simple. I don't have I anything to add. You don't have it's to. It's just how for how many years have they consistently cranked out NFL-ready people that dominate the line of scrimmage against really good Big Ten defense, Defensive linemen, right? right. It's, it's funny because a few weeks ago I, I made a note, and it never came up because I just didn't need to, but um, the St. Louis Rams just a few weeks ago had two Wisconsin Badgers on their starting offensive line. Yep. Like to to find that has got to be fairly rare, I would think, when considering Wisconsin is now like Alabama or whatever. Yeah. But it is a offensive line factor. And I don't know this for a fact. I may be wrong, but in the past, it was likely when we were talking twenty, thirty years ago or more. Most of the kids were probably homegrown. I would guess that the recruiting has expanded to the point where. Oh boy, I know I could go to this SC school. Oh. I could go here, but Wisconsin Badgers are a lineman factory. If I want to be a second or third round pick in the draft, potentially, I'm just saying. I don't know. Maybe the stats don't show it, but would you at least not consider it as a kid from you know? I get if you're born in the SEC, that's a big stretch and all. Sure, but there had I, I gotta believe that the geographic reaches is a little more than 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 just Midwest. Right. Because it makes financial sense for yeah, these kids. It, it's like going to USC as a quarterback back in the heyday. That's you know, right. The, the Pete Carroll days. Like, that's where you go to be um, highlighted or to be, you know, spotlighted and to, yeah. to be featured. And in, and in your world, you know, 99% of college football fans don't give two shits about offensive line, let alone one particular team's offensive line. But those scouts know... They they know a your your skills yeah. how you've been trained, um, you know a lot of film on them. Um, yeah, it makes sense. So they just so that's probably more of a coaching staff and more of a recruiting thing than the individual guys. But how right. impressive! No, you you're right. And, and oh, by the way, those those slew of great running backs the Badgers have had. <laughs> how much of that? How much of that is it? It isn't the Emmett, it's the Emmett Smith with the Cowboys story, right? Yeah, because how many of those running backs have succeeded in the NFL? Like not that many. 
They're, not that many. They're, I mean, these running backs are running through holes that not every back in the Big Ten. Well, what is has. Jonathan Taylor doing with the Colts right now? Is he playing? Is he hurt? But he's not their feature I mean, that, back. I mean, that's he's tough not. no matter what. That's tough no matter no, what. No, but I'm but right. if you're a half a step slower, you're, you know, if you're a, a four star versus a five, having that line that's pushing entire, you know, right. Boy. Look at the. Look, I mean, people had to make arm tackles against Ron Dane for a reason. Is because that's all they could get on him, and you're not going to tackle Ron Dane with an arm tackle. You're not going to do it. But that didn't happen it, that, in the NFL. Mix, that, that, that's a mix of high-quality running back, but there is no running back on earth to include Barry Sanders or Eric Dickerson or Walter Payton that could do it well some help. And some of their right. – I mean, it's amazing what they what they did. Can, with I, the can I throw something out there? Yeah. Please. Four of the five uh, starting Badger offensive linemen State of Wisconsin. Okay, so with the, I, with, so they are doing it. Right. Yeah, with I, the I one being Columbus, with Ohio. The, with the okay, so nice. you know certainly I'm wrong this year, and I don't know what the previous years would show. Um, and if they're keeping it in house, great. But I, I I would think that that would be certainly something that um, they're all very big boys. That that blue chip yeah. prospects across the nation would at least consider. I'll yeah, leave it right. at that. So yeah, yeah. good. Um, all right, so my anti-Brucevis, and this just comes from the last couple of years of, of watching soccer and, and whatnot. I love listening to almost anything that a British announcer <laughs> announces. I love it. Yep. I love it. Is it better than a British guy in a World War One documentary? That's a tough call. I usually fall asleep to it. I kid you not. I don't just fall no, asleep right. to documentaries, but I go to the World War One Museum site at the Kansas City, Missouri Library, and they have a slew of them. And you'd be amazed by how many British guys travel and talk about that. Really? Okay, sorry. I, yeah, I, I no, spoiled your deal. but No, just almost the – first of all, because soccer is not like your lightning fast sport or anything, but the, the calmness and the un, the understatement of what they do. I'm going to give you a couple examples that I've heard. Yeah. Justin, I've told you one before. When when a guy takes a long shot, you know, that's like, well, that's, you know, like a – it would be the equivalent of a super deep three-pointer, right? Just take a long shot that probably has no chance of going in. Well – optimistic that was how good is that yes right that's all it was not like what the hell is that guy thinking i'll tell you what auto racing you listen to jackie stewart in some of those days just how they describe that the cars and stuff yeah yeah some about the british understatement is hilarious right so a guy makes a bad a, a bad play right he kicks it to the other team and another teammate comes in and steals it back well i'm guessing he's happy he was there to tidy that up to tidy to tidy up his mistake like like to tidy it up I, it's just it's it's so perfect i just i i can't get enough of it and it's great because like the bundesliga i, I from what i've heard they've all have british announcers that are yep th- they may have a german guy doing the color or whatever but it's it, it's all british guys the minnesota united mls team has got adrian heath who's a british guy yep. and it's almost like i can't sit and watch soccer without a british announcer doing the game because it's just so alien like i've got to have this mild-mannered guy who's probably sipping tea during the during the game oh, yeah. making these just calm leveling comments and you just sit back and enjoy it and it's it's not like i don't know some of you're just hyped up announcers on who, who's your your packer guy that super annoying guy in the radio wayne Lair. wayne Lair, oh, jesus just drives me absolutely bananas but yeah. to Can hear I just interject a, here please calling aaron Rodgers a rod pisses me off 
does he does literally call him a rod is that his is it uh, i i don't know i i refuse to listen to that him or the other idiot a rod i think who's their it's uh guy it's Wayne Larrabee and they call him Rock, right? Rock, yeah. Uh, Mike McCarron. Mike McCarron. I, I think it's Wayne Larrabee. I think it's Wayne Larrabee too. Oh. You know what? It's probably oh, both A-Rod. of them. Yeah. Okay. Justin, do you have an anti-Brucevus for us? What you got, phone boy? Yeah. So my uh, my anti-Brucevus is going to be really simple. Um, when you're live in a ballpark and the batter makes solid contact with a ball that you know you don't even need to see it you just by the sound oh, and yeah. the crack mm-hmm. of the bat you know that thing is going a million miles mm-hmm. that the the sound of that bat you can never recreate that at home you can't recreate that anywhere um, unless you're live in the ballpark and you could be doing anything you could be elbow deep in your popcorn uh, drinking your beer and when you hear that sound you know to look up because that ball is going a long way. Yes, that's a good one, and and the players know it too because right. you'll you'll hear it, the crack and the dugout explodes yep. and they come right up to the edge because there's some where it's like, well, it's kind of high, like I don't know if he got it and it carries out, but when it's really struck, everyone in the ballpark knows. Yep, struck. That was kind of British. Well, well struck. Yeah. Well struck. <laughs> Should we take a break right now? Yeah, let's take a break. Hold on. Hold on. Let me find the pause button. All right, we are back, and by popular demand, we are leading into our one of our newer segments, which was just so much fun last week. This is this is the statements never uttered, statements that in the history of all mankind have never been said, or again under the most dire of circumstances. So, Travis, I think you're going to lead this off, so would you like to uh, to go ahead? Can I just say that that transition was very good, J-Dork? Go ahead, T-Love. Hillary, I love you. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, please take a photo of every meal you prepare and post it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yes. Yeah, can't get enough of that. Oh, so good. <clears throat> now that you mention it, I can't remember what her nipples look like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Because oh. you'll always remember. You'll always remember that. Yeah. You may yeah. not remember the hairstyle. Yes, you you'll do. remember those. Yep. Hey, Goober. Bullshit. Da Vinci wasn't worth a shit. <laughs> Goober was Goober, the key part yeah, of that. Hey, Goober. Right, right yeah, yeah. Uh, do I need to say it again? No, no, no. no, no what was it too deep for you? That's what she said? That guy looks so cool on that pogo stick. <laughs> that is good. That is good. I, I, I would have accepted unicycle also. Uh, that was the second one. <laughs> was yep. It really? yep. Also, there was a Crocs thing in there too. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Sweet. <sighs> hey, Dahmer, pass a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be a pattern. We can go. We can go a different route, coach. Yeah, we'll go a different route. We're okay with that. We're fine. Yeah. 
Oh, we'll just get joshed. <laughs> yeah, sir, I'll take the smallest tires you make for my truck. <laughs> <laughs> Truth. <laughs> God, why does he have those 19 inches on that big <laughs> F-150? <laughs> Yes. Oh. Uh, uh, can I get that without bacon? Oh. <laughs> so. Yes. Yep. Again, if it is said, just a douche that said it. Yeah. Right. All right. I guess I'm the hammer here. Oh, boy. Oh boy. I'm, I'm Hold on. a little nervous. Hold on. Good? All right. All right. Here we go. Welcome to New York. And thank you for sailing on the Titanic. <laughs> oh. oh no! Never uttered. Never, uh, never oh, uttered. I'll tell you what. In your world, that wasn't that bad because you avoided John Wayne Gacy again. You yep. did mix in Dahmer, which was a yeah, nice well, yeah. touch. I avoided Hitler and AIDS, so a- that a- was good. Yeah, and Nazi Germany and AIDS. Nazi Just avoiding that is a... I think you've come a long ways, Josh. Thank you, guys. You in really fact, have. I'm not sure I want to. I really want to stay down in the gutter on these. I think that's where I belong on Well, then keep the Titanic stuff out of it because <laughs> that's not nearly... Yeah, no, that, that Titanic was pretty smart for you. Was it really? Yeah. Oh, that was um, in, in Josh's world... Um, different, smarter, and I—it—it's I, not really becoming of him. No. I think I think he's much better. Um, in in that, what we've gotten used to. Yeah, I don't know if we can even label it. I think we all know what it is, but how do you label what he does with what he led with last time? Oh, God, you can't. I mean, I, 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 I here I am. I'm I'm a I'm a secondary. I'm not even. The person, and I'm uncomfortable even repeating it. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll no, say it again I, in case you missed no, it. No, 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 no. Sure no I don't think you have to. You can go back and listen to that other episode. I don't think it needs to be spoken on our podcast again. <laughs> All right, person you want to have beers with? Who do you guys want to have beers with? You want to start with sports or non-sports today? What did we? We started what? with non-sports last time. Did we? Yeah, because okay, parlayed into my sport. My sports. Part laid into um, uh, history moment. So let's oh. do sports person. Let's do sports person. I'll start it. Okay. Um, I would like to sit down and have a beer with Scott Norwood. Oh. The Buffalo kicker. Yes. Yes. Oh. Right. Everything about the failure of the Buffalo Bills in their four straight Super Bowls has been laid on the shoulders of Scott Norwood, who was famously the barefoot kicker who missed a 49 yard field goal to lose i think the first one they were in correct i think it was the first one uh whatever whatever yeah, which okay, one they yeah, lost was, they, yeah. they lost on on that field goal and uh, whatever was wide right wide wide left has been you know this this mantra of the buffalo bills for so long and i would really like to sit wide down right. with scott wide right i would like to sit down oh, and, yeah. and have a beer with that guy and find out Exactly. I want to know what that did to him, and does that still resonate with him, or does is he capable of shrugging that off? Because this wasn't a chip shot field goal. This wasn't a he slipped before he got there. He kicked it well. He just missed it. It wasn't thirty eight yards. It was a forty nine yard field goal that he missed, 
and I think unjustifiably has been vilified as the reason that the Buffalo Bills, you know, never never won a Super Bowl. When in fact and, they and were there four times. They went there four times in a row and Marv Levy and the rest of that crew because of that miss. I mean, just one of those wins. They go one for three in Super Bowls and they're a dynasty. And right. because of that wide right, they're 0 and four. I mean, think about that. Back to back to back to back. And I know the AFC was down compared to the NFC. That is an incredible achievement. Yes, right. And and to put it on your kicker, who who by all accounts wasn't a, a, a fuck up to begin with. He was a reliable kicker. Right. And you miss a forty nine. That's not. It's not an easy field goal. How does he feel now about being? And I I, I don't know how how they take him in in Buffalo now. Is he you know embraced or is it like don't even show your face in Buffalo anymore, Scott? I don't I don't know what it's like, but yeah. He and and the shame is he's probably not. Um embraced well who knows i mean the, the decent people embrace him and see it for what for how we look at it but i mean you remember bill buckner talking about going back to boston right. and you've seen that you know it would be easier to probably embrace him from the standpoint of fans if he had won a super bowl and then kicked one away and it, right. it's such a brutal thing it's such an unfair horrible Thing because in any of those games, all four of those are all the three losses, and then the fourth game, every one of those games, you could probably come up with a list of 20 things that other players did that cost them games. Well, right, and even comparing it to Buckner, Buckner made an error, a, a easy ground ball to first base that... Hey, should... and if you look at that 100 times, that ball flat spot and didn't come up like most sure. balls. That's mm-hmm. something that gets overlooked, by the way. Right. And it's not like Norwood, again. Like, and by the sh- way, they lost game seven. They went on to lose game they ha- seven. They had a chance to win it the next night. Yeah, yeah so. exactly. So I, I would love to sit down with Scott. And that if, is... if, if anything else, like just say, dude, I don't I don't blame you for that. That's not on you. It's... Right. But where? But that is so poignant because where is he at? in his life where is he uh, where is he mentally did he did he go on he'll you never completely get it out of the back of your mind you right or did he you, but, I, I but those know. are questions i mean he's the kind of guy that even talking would be like you'd have to start with i don't want to be just that person i just i i want to just kind of get these questions answered right and yeah Scott but again, you, you want those you want the honest answer, like, yeah, that ate me up for a decade and still eating me up today. Or you want the legit, like, no, I got past it. It was a tough field goal, and I missed it, and I'm fine with it. So I'd, I'd like to know the honest answer. And, and maybe what it means to Buffalo fans doesn't mean two licks of shit to him. Right. right. I don't know where he's from. He could, you know, it's one thing if you maybe grew up as a New York, Buffalo, Massachusetts kid or something. <laughs> sure. But... Is he a Southern California guy? And maybe now he lives you know, out maybe, there now. Like, maybe, uh-huh. maybe because of the way he was treated, it's a big middle finger. And right, yeah, hard to say. Great, great, great one. I would like my sports figure, and it's. Uh, I want my sports figure to have drinks with it. Dwayne Johnson, the Rock. Uh, oh, involved in football, won a national championship in Miami, went on to WWF wrestling. I want to have a conversation with him about that dynamic. The you know what is it like to be one of the superstars in um, in a sport that is essentially 
scripted. Um, it's not like a, you know, a team going out and, and trying their hardest. It's This is all scripted. What is it like to um, know how your career is going to be um, written in the storyline? And then for him to do all of that and then to go out and have this quite phenomenal acting career where he's made millions and millions of millions of dollars. His movies have grossed over... $13 billion worldwide, <laughs> um, right. how you transition to that. And he's 48. Like He's not like this guy that has... We've all heard of The Rock. We've all heard of Dwayne Johnson yeah, for but years nickname, and years and but years. But his nickname, J-Love? His name's not J-Love. Well, well okay. shouldn't it be T-Love? Did you just mess up your own nickname? You did. No, no, it's no, no. Yeah, actually, no, you did. Well, I fucked that up pretty badly. Whoa, slow down. I didn't mess anything up. It might not have been funny, but I didn't mess it up. His last name is Johnson, right? Oh, here yeah. we go. But your first name is Travis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, so, but is he? but has he ever been called D-Love? <laughs> I'm oh. sure for some stripper in Miami he was. <laughs> Whoops. I, but I, I just... You know, drunk fuck-ups are so much <laughs> better than... I mean, these are not... Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, going, I'm not going deep into the depths of, like, uh, the psychological pain that Scott Norwood feels with. But I just think... I, yeah. I think he's a cool dude, and I, I would yeah. pound back. Well, I, I'm not sure he would drink beer. He would drink that whatever that special tequila he drinks is. Sure. Um, but I... I think he's would be just a hoot to hang out with. No, and, and by all accounts, and shocking, my wife's a big fan, but it, it seems like a generally decent dude. I'm sure there's a dark underbelly right. of some kind, but to all accounts, he's a... All accounts, he's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's so a I think it would dude. be fun, and, and probably just from... The, the sense that I get, you're you're not picking up that bar tab. He's probably going to grab the bar tab. Oh, absolutely. And, and take He's, a picture with you and, yep. and, and be on his way. You know what? I and, there and was probably the, not post it like Chad Johnson. True. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Very true. You know what? There was a point at at some point this year. If if we're going to get any pol, uh, like politics in this mm-hmm. uh, in this podcast oh, yeah. right now, I wanted Dwayne Johnson to run for the vice president with Jocko Willink as my. Uh, presidential candidate uh there was a point where i really really wanted that to happen and i am not uh unconvinced that um dwayne the rock johnson won't run for some sort of political office at some point uh, he likely will yeah that name's been floated quite quite a bit yep sure okay that's mine Onward. okay bob Euchre. nice how did we not we've never done how Euchre. did we not <laughs> this is the stupidest thing ever this just dumb. What do you, how has how, how about, is how about how about I just say the name and let it go? Nobody yeah. needs to explain it, right? How have we not brought up Uke at this point? I don't. We haven't. You know what? It is. It it's one of those things that is we're blinded because you it's should, right you in front of our faces. You should see the look on the two faces of these guys, and it's exactly how I would have looked. And oh, by the way, I had forgotten them until this afternoon when I'm uh, sitting thinking about this. How Bob Uker, um we should probably all be ashamed. Yeah, we absolutely should. That's what can you say? I mean, is, is it safe just to say Bob Euchre and yeah, yeah? Because I because I think it's There's demeaning no to him to explain why. <laughs> right. For, okay. There's no the explanation us, needed. Yeah, for the three of us, we talking about how great Bob Euchre is God. or how fun it be to have a drink with him. It's just it's if you, redundant. If you looked at if you looked at a transcript of the things that we've talked about, Euchre showed up probably on ten of our fifteen episodes, and if for us that. not. 
and and for us to not like <laughs> want to have a drink with him yet, this yeah, is embarrassing. That is embarrassing. So, well, good. Thank good you work, for, T-Love. for rectifying that that situation. Um, so, non sports people. So, I by the way, I've I've missed the last few weeks in. I need to officially rescind my offer to have uh, beers with Ron Jeremy. Porn yeah, you never Ron did that Jeremy. last week. I never yeah. did that. Because you, you mentioned when I brought him up that mm-hmm. hasn't he been in jail or is accused of sexual assault? Yeah. And he has he multiple went. times and is facing, I think, like 200 years yeah, of Yeah, because there prison. were like 30 victims or something. Exactly. So I'm, no, yeah. I'm officially enough, rescinding right? yeah. my my offer of having beers with Ron Jeremy. Because if there is one thing that we believe at Three Brews Inn, it's sexual assault is bad. It is bad. Yep. Do we need to, does that need to be part of, uh, not, that's no. not what a mission statement is, but I mean, huh. of course, of course. It's in we, our bylaws, I think. It's in the right? bylaws. Yeah, the it's like, that's in the, like the sexual, or like the section three or something where we discuss. How about um, just being a decent human being? You think it's really awful <laughs> and illegal and all that stuff. Do we, we, have even, a, do we, we have even a, need to get into bylaws when we talk we about We have a douche that? hall of fame. But, but you're talking about like, you can't go from I want to have beers with a guy to do Hall of Fame in one episode. That's true. Yeah, I think there was lack, lack of research on my part, so I apologize and rescind my offer. No, I mean, but it says a lot to, to that to rescind it. And, yeah. So the non-sports person that I I want to have beers with is um, Irish poet Oscar Wilde. Oh. So Oscar Wilde was a very kind of flamboyant, outspoken. Um, poet in obviously Ireland and and England Um, back in the I think 1800s wrote a lot of plays and wrote the portrait of Dorian Gray and one of the reasons that I just thought that he's a very intriguing individual is he is one of the most quotable people you would you would ever want to meet and I'm just going to read three of his quotes that I think are are just fantastic so quote from Oscar Wilde anyone who lives within their means suffers from a lack of imagination Okay. Women are meant to be loved, not to under, not to be understood. Okay. Which, and then my favorite, I don't want to go to heaven. None of my friends are there. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. is really good. Yeah. So for a guy like in the 1800s or whenever he lived to be putting that kind of sort of just really forward thinking stuff out there. I think a guy like that would be great to sit down and, and, and have a beer with. And very sadly, he was convicted of homosexual acts, which oh, was a crime geez. back in that day. And I think it still is in Alabama. <laughs> right, yeah, and got sentenced to hard labor. <laughs> and I think died a, <laughs> di- yeah, died a pauper in very poor circumstances. But isn't that sad? Like a, a mind like that, to the, the literary genius that he was, to do that. And Who is the... Um... And it just came to mind when you brought up you're the homosexual. About the, you're the talking code. about the, the imitation game, the the I'm, guy, the I'm not, the, co- the code breaker oh, from geez, World yes, War II. How did you know that? Yeah, because that's I I thought about that too, and I, I can't Help think of his name. his name. He was played by Benedict Cumberbatch he in the, was. In the, in the what imitation a sad, game. Sad, sad story. And before we end here, I'll probably just think of it on my own. Yeah, yeah. he 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 was he, he won the war essentially, or you yeah. know, it's debatable, I guess. But he played a key role in decoding the the German codes. And was a homosexual, and I think he chose chemical castration. Well, not, uh, I think it was forced, but that's, that's right. He that's had one a, of that's something so serious. I think we really want to get it right. His name of the don't look it up or look it up and just give me the initials. Okay, all right. Could you do that? Yeah, Justin, do you want to at least start with your non-sports person? 
my non-sports person, and I brought this up earlier as a uh, champion of women's rights in this uh, um, uh, podcast, my uh, non-sports person will be our first female non-sports person, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence is an actress. She is a phenomenal actress, um, but also full of personality where she would be okay with going to an Irish pub, taking down some oh. beers and some shots and, and is, giving is it like capital a, one person. No, that's no, uh, that's, that's um, um, Jennifer Gardner. Yeah. Jennifer Help Lawrence. Me, give me a little more background. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence. Um, uh, Katniss Everdeen in the hunger game series. She's Silver the one that keeps playbook. calling me. She's the one yes. that Amy gets so pissed at. <laughs> yes. Her. Yeah, she's and she Dude. would be okay to to have a beer with and, well, and she and she is a, a guy's girl. She is yeah, a, absolutely. Uh, it yes. was it's a person that she's gonna go shot for shot with you. Mm-hmm. You're gonna talk to her about, you know, some of the phenomenal actors and actresses that she's worked with, but just her work in general has been really, really good. Yep. And, um, and from all, from all accounts, um, just a really down to earth, uh, person that, um, yes. will give you the time and day and, to in the Hollywood to talk scene. With. That's really, in, really in, fresh. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Cause, oh, yeah. Cause they do exist. Right. Yep. And, and so, um, one of the shows that I used to be on ESPN that I would listen to in the morning, um, Golik and Wingo, and prior to that, Mike and Mike in the morning, um, um, Mike uh, Mike Golik's uh, Mike Golik Jr. Yep. Um, had like a, a horrible crush on Jennifer Lawrence, and you. so he would have this like reoccurring theme where he would talk about Jennifer Lawrence, and it would be like. Uh, it, it, essentially the 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 guy's gal out and it, yeah. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, I'd I'd like and to it, have drinks with her. And it doesn't hurt that she is unbelievably smoking. She is very attractive. She is a very attractive woman. Uh, you Travis, know, Travis, do you want the initials by the way of that individual? Please. A T. Broke the codes of the German. Stand by one. Okay. Jennifer Lawrence is 30 years old. She's 30 years old She's and 30. a well-accomplished. Turley. Close. Turless. Turley. What Turing. Alan Turing. Yep. You you give me that based on. <laughs> yeah. What an amazing story. Sad as, sad as hell. Extremely sad. Yep. Sad as hell. All right, Travis. T-Love. I'm going to go with, so I, I've done a couple things this podcast that I wouldn't ordinarily like to do and lump entire groups of people, like for my anti Bruce this and this. But I would like to sit down and have a beer with any World War I aviator. Oh, and wow. um, it's fascinating. Being an aviator today really... Any generation, any military aviator is a very special person with special skills. But I think you could make uh, a point that the World War I folks might have faced at least a higher percentage of, of danger and death. And I'm not minimizing for one minute the, the other generations, um, certainly World War, World War II um, amongst that. But um, so when we talk about World War I aviators and these folks knew this going in they were facing a 70 percent chance of injury or death and had a three month lifespan if they were to fly every day as many of them did there's a whole lot out there 
three-month yeah. lifespan. So here is something that um, I, I found. it. It's comical, funny, and sad all at the same time. There were all kinds of hardships in these rickety biplanes we can hardly imagine today. Not least the widespread diarrhea among pilots who flew aircraft such as the SOP PUP. It had rotary engines that spewed castor oils. Now the pilots knew it spewed castor oil and gave them the shits really quickly in the airplane. So how did they deal with it? Or how did a lot of them deal with it? They literally chugged brandy to mitigate to mitigate the effects of the castor oil which of course led to several crashes and probably deaths. Well, the- you 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 watch these um you watch these um and maybe you haven't watched them the documentaries. It was probably the first time in 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 well, obviously it's the first war. I mean, th- think about our technology. They're they're invented in 1903, the airplane, right? Yeah. They're flying in combat in combat. 1914 with machine guns and they're dropping bombs, which are grenades, and they're doing recon. But they're almost, they're yeah. literally dropping a they're, bomb. They're literally they're holding dropping, it out, dropping the, like out that. the side of the but, plane and letting it go. But, and, and no, I don't know the st- statistics, and I've already proven I can really fuck up when I said, like, most of the Wisconsin Badger line probably came from outside Wisconsin. <laughs> but, 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 I, but I'm a little more confident in, in, in this that says that the, the training. And the non-combat deaths were as prevalent as as, as anything, and these um, these airplanes sometimes would fall out of the sky and, and not necessarily be shot down. And and these folks and the and these folks knew it, and some were much better than the other. Of course, the very famous name, the, the Red Baron, Red was Baron. Manfred von Richthofen. Um, uh, Hermann Goering, as we all know, the number two man of Nazi Germany, was one hell of a a a, 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 a pilot. And there there there's uh, Rickenbacker as an American, even mm-hmm. though we got into the war very late. Um, some amazing stuff, and you almost wonder, did they? What's it like for a pilot in like say 1917 to saddle up one of these airplanes versus a highly skilled? Top-notch pilot in a in a Raptor today. <laughs> well, the, the, the skill the skill the skill level is undoubtedly higher. They're brighter, they're more trained. But the bottom line is, we may never have a pilot die in a Raptor. Yeah, well, because they're that you know. But you knew that saddling that thing up. It's I think it's crazy. I mean, these guys did like to drink, by the way. Um, well, that's going to because be... they knew their day was going to come, and Richtofen died, and I mean, they they most of them did. I mean, that's going to be my excuse next time. I'm just going to drink a bunch of brandy because I'm going to say I've been around a lot of castor oil. Like I got to take care of this. I'll, t- I'll tell you what, I would challenge you if you did that to find anybody that had come up with that before. But I think, <laughs> but I think the problem is the castor oil was kind of like thrown right in their face, and it was really unmistakable, and oh. it's on their jacket. But but they really had brandy, and it was it's one, it's probably one of the few times in history where you literally didn't brand, drink brandy to have fun. You literally were drinking it because you didn't want to shit or vomit. Well, so it, it kind of took the fun part out of brandy. You think about like the the low level of of um, technology that they were going up there and fighting a war in. So they, they yeah, invented, piano string wires. Right. Uh, well, like flight was invented not that long before. Now go up there and fight a war in it. It's like saying, "Oh, by the way, here's Sputnik. 
get up there in Sputnik and start shooting satellites out of the sky. Like, I'm not sure this is what this is designed for. I'm not sure we have this mastered quite yet. But because we were way, way before any kind of uh, media or even close to, like, the World War II attention that they got, you see all these pilots. The the extent of what you get with the video reels is they're all kind of waving and smiling. Not one of them is talking. These guys were mavericks. These guys were the toughest of the tough. And they, you know... Well, and, and even think about like w- w- the amount of training now today that it takes to get up into a fighter plane and, and fly a sortie. Like the amount of training. What did it take to get up in, in a Three biplane? Right. And that's why they lost so many in training. And they also lost pilots that were perfectly good pilots and just something major catastrophic happened because they were right well oh so you're from philadelphia and not from the wheat fields of minnesota we're gonna give you a plane boom whoops looks like that didn't work out like yeah it's uh i I just think it's amazing it's really easy to get wrapped up in technology um and and i get that why the planes that draw all the attention that museums are the incredible ones but when I um, go out to the Smithsonian at the Udber Hosni Center, which is on Dulles Air or Dulles Airport, whatever, I just look at some of these airplanes that are beautifully restored, and it's like this very plane literally fought in World War One. Oh my God! <laughs> yeah. like, and you turn your shoulder to your left, and you see an SR seventy one, and the Enola Gay is off to the left there, and, and look, and they've got a Harrier there. But it's like this airplane started. Well, and, and think about how short the time span was between the planes of World War One, and even like the the planes that were flying over Korea or or Vietnam. We, we, we had jets. Like, it's unbelievable. I mean, the Germans started the jets in the mid forties, but by fifty, you know, we we had the we had the Sabers. Right. Uh, the the Soviet was the MiG, whatever was the equivalent, and yeah, and we but never that, looked that's back. That's why they were going yeah. up on the equivalent of a tricycle. When when they're That's driving right. Harley Davidsons in World War Two, even That's it, right. You know, it's just yeah, insane. Did you just bring a tricycle Harley Davidson analogy into yes. the world? That's yes, fantastic. Did. Thank you. Good work, Jay Dork. <laughs> Appreciate that. Um, let's talk about the worst idea you've ever had. I've only got one, and not because I've only had one bad idea, but just because I could only single out one. Why don't you lead with it? All right. I got the idea one day... A few years ago, just me and my wife were going to Miller Park. I thought, well, I'm trying to figure out which of the sausages I want to eat. Which one of these? Of course you were. Right. I just wanted to fill my gullet with sausage. So which one am I going to have? It's going to be the Polish, the Italian. What am I going to specialize in today? I thought, wait a second. I bet you that I can eat one of every kind of sausage at Miller Park during this game. Right. I can have a Polish, an Italian, a German, or I'm sorry, a bratwurst, chorizo, a chorizo and a hot dog. Huh. So I did. Okay. In one game. Yep. Okay. And it didn't work out well. Yep. I was probably the most bloated that I've ever been. I could barely fit any beer in me because I was so full well, of well, you ate, sausage. You, because you got each one of them separately and ate the buns with all of them, right? Yep. Sure like did. you didn't like double double team a, a wiener into one bun or nope. anything. Nope. Yeah. Before we even sat down in our seat, we did a lap yeah. around the concourse like we usually do. And I bought I bought an Italian right away. Then I bought a bratwurst, yeah. and I. See, yeah. if you're gonna do that, you have to you have to get rid of like half of the buns. 
I didn't do that. Yeah, like you split buns in half and put uh, one sausage <laughs> with one, and a half of a bun. It's so good. Because you're, you're just piling like you know up. how to do this, you're, coach. <laughs> but, so I've never done it, but just the logical thought of it is mm. you have to limit the amount of carbs that you're going to throw into yourself mm-hmm. in that. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. did not do that. I didn't do that. And I didn't skimp on the condiments either. I mean, oh. I, I made sure that it, it was a full experience completely. Did and, you eat out in the parking lot too before the game? Yeah, I probably yeah, did. Absolutely. Yeah, and and to hear my wife tell the story about like what my butt was doing later on that night was you know like full septic tank. Just yeah, I can awful. see. That. You know, what episode did we have where we were gonna talk about favorite ballpark food, but it kind of didn't make. The... No, it made it because Justin talked about my mom loving an eighteen-inch wiener. Yeah. Oh, I and, 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 and then, then I said I it. Well. Because because well, Josh picked out like garlic fries or something. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say garlic fries, but he said, "Yeah." Josh's mom likes an eighteen-inch oh, okay. wiener okay, and was still not satisfied okay, by good. it. Yep. Okay. Right. Yep. Good. That was my bad idea, Coach. Uh, so mm. I've had so many bad ideas in my life. Mm-hmm. Josh brought one up earlier. <laughs> things and such. I do. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, my bad idea also involves a, a brewer game of sorts and uh, going to a brewer game and then uh, spending the night down in Milwaukee at a bed and breakfast and and then deciding, well, let's go get some drinks out at one of the local bars. So Blue Mound Drive wasn't too far away. Hmm. We walked over to uh, um, the bars over on Blue Mound, but... Little did I know that the walking route between the bed and breakfast and the bars, uh, not a good area of Milwaukee. Uh-oh. Uh, there were cat calls, and not for the female wife that I was with. <laughs> I was being cat called from the bus stop. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> I, we walked past um, at least two drug deals that were going down. <laughs> we uh, did go ahead and get a taxi on the, the way back. But, you know, the, the simple thing like, oh, that's only a mile and a half away. Let's mm. walk there without understanding the true area of Milwaukee that we were walking down. <laughs> Constitutes a pretty bad idea. Pretty bad idea. <laughs> I'm a... I'm, uh... I'm kind of a whole different platform here. Oh, boy. I had an idea as a fundraising idea. Oh. And I did some exploring. I, I got it to about stage two of ten, so you can see how quickly I nixed it. But I got to stage two, which tells you I didn't completely think it was stupid from the get-go. I wanted to, as a fundraiser for a nonprofit um, that I'm very associated with, that I wanted to... Give people the opportunity to shoot out of the sky radio-controlled airplanes with shotguns. And the good ones. So it would have taken a really good shot to take the airplane down, kind of doing the math on it. It's like it's going to take this many misses to make up for the money that it costs to replace these radio-controlled fighter planes and whatnot. And we were going to do it over... And I really, really was into this idea for quite a while. It's a, this is fucking gold. It's a nonprofit. People are going to love it. And then, you know, a lot of logistical things kicked in. Where do you do it? Insurance and a hundred different things. But that was the last really bad idea I had. Yes. 
<laughs> I, I can't imagine how that would go wrong because it would not be a dry event, I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm not sure. <laughs> um, do you remember the... Um... Uh, the fuck Brett Favre party that we had over at the... It, it was, was not the, the fuck Brett Favre party. It was Brett Favre can fuck himself party. That, Two years right. in a row. That's right. 2007, 2008. I kept that picture of Brett Favre for a really long time because I happened to get that nail straight through his throat. You... And it was an incredible shot. Wait, what happened? I didn't hear about this. Well, when Brett was having his Brett issues and he left... Coach, take it from here. Uh, there was a group of us that gathered over at um, uh, Travis's place at the time. Um, there were um, photographs, printed photographs on paper of Brett Favre. There were um, air-compressed tools. Well, it was uh, a framing that, nailer with it was a safety a off. nailer with a safety off uh, that we happened to be uh, launching nails at at least 20 feet or so. That we we started shooting nails at Brett Favre, and again, I'm assuming alcohol was involved in this, and yes, copious amounts of of alcohol. Oh, um, I I cannot confirm nor deny the amount of alcohol that was consumed at the time. However, there oh, were coolers. Fuck it, coach, we were drinking. Okay. Yeah, we were drinking. All, yeah, <laughs> and, we were drinking and, a little bit. And and my my opinion about Brett Favre yeah. has changed very little, but I will tell you that it's changed somewhat. And I'll tell you how. His comments on concussion syndrome on CTE mm-hmm. um, has 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 really um, um, he has has changed my opinion somewhat on him and mm-hmm. um you know talking about um like his it. son playing football and yep. how he it, it it humanized him now this was a guy that part of i think what hit me so hard and hit coach so hard and other packer fans was that brett Favre. we love brett Favre as much as a football player as much as a, as a person as we did a football player yep and i think people just adopted him he was a southern boy that came to wisconsin you know, when his wife got cancer, it was like our family member got cancer. Yep. Brett was Brett, and as much as sometimes we got frustrated, well, we're sure as all fucking win a whole lot more with Brett, and we're not going to a couple Super Bowls without Brett. No shit, that's so true. And mm-hmm. when he had his, you know, when he, you know, would lose the occasional game single-handedly, it was just Brett. It was Brett being the gunslinger. We loved that. Yep. And we bought into the sincerity of him. We took the warts with him. We took Brett Favre was not perfect. We knew that the pain stuff, and to this day, I'm like, hey, listen, we all knew Brett loved to drink beer, but the whole um, painkiller addiction, going through what Brett Favre went through, I think he is absolutely someone that falls into that statistic of that poor bastard just to make it through. It it would be hard for any of us to have gotten through that without uh, um, developing the addiction they had. That's that's not my issue with, 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 with Brett. But what he ended up doing towards the end of his career with the diva, with the I am, I'm not, I'm going to retire and... And then, um, you know, the, the long list of, of, of things. This has turned into a, a Brett Favre talk. But I, I, I dis, I, I'm so upset at Brett because it's, it's like family in some stupid way. Why, why should you ever feel as positive as yep. about Brett Favre? He's just a guy, right? He's just your football player. And I fell into it because I bought it. I bought right. it hook, line, and sinker. Absolutely. And then the last three or four years of his career, 
you know, the first thing that got me was the Michael Strahan thing. Yeah. And, 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 and that the stuff that we, we, we've talked about yep. with Warren Sapp and this, and then you hear these rumblings of, you know, he's not the best teammate. He's truly not. It's him and Frank winners and yep. Shamur are buddies. And it's like, Oh, maybe he's not. So, so I, I have not ever, like, he's not rehabilitated in my mind, but he's saying some very sensible stuff. He's talking mm-hmm. as if a guy that I think is really worried that his next few years might be his only good years. That's how I take yep. it because that's, that's my take on it, and I have a tremendous amount of compassion for anyone that thinks that way because no matter who you are, Brett Favre was – one of the toughest people on any football field today. Now, Favre should have played in the 50s, 60s with Nitschke, right? Absolutely. This guy had taken concussions that weren't diagnosed. He, yep. he almost certainly, um, he probably doesn't want to see a scan of his head. I don't know no, if he No, I don't think he does. Not. No, absolutely not. And um, nope. so, the, so that, um, so I'm not sure how we got there, but that's, because uh, yeah. I, I, th- I think it does it does mean something because, um, hmm. you know, scenario. So. Yes. So, uh, two days ago on Sunday, speaking of concussions, um, there was a English Premier League game between Wolverhampton and, and Arsenal, and it was probably five minutes into the game. They had a head-to-head collision, and one guy got not cold, and I mean out, out. Okay. Turned out he had a fractured skull. Holy like, shit! Bad in, the game. in soccer. Yes. In football. In football. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Get that. There's no helmets. I mean. Yeah. Right. They gave him oxygen on the field. Like it was Jesus. not common. It was bad. So the other guy that that he knocked heads with, you know, went down and and got up fairly fast. He was bleeding from his head. They bandaged up his head, and he kept playing. And then the legs went off. It didn't. Oh. Okay. But he started bleeding through the bandage, and they oh. kept him in. And he said, yeah, I could keep playing, but I didn't feel I could do a header after that. Uh, they pulled him at halftime, and the backlash has been understandably really bad. Just as terrible. it should be. Right. And so now numerous like concussion you know, groups or whatever, awareness groups. 2020, have, these groups have to – are you kidding right. me? Right. And, and it's like supposedly soccer, FIFA, whatever, is the most backward organization for concussion stuff. They have like a three-minute protocol. Like you have to – if. Like you right. pause for three minutes and check them, and yes. and and that's it. It's yeah. insane. So uh, when right. the dude you hit knocked heads with had a fractured skull, and you're bleeding out of your bandage, and you still keep them in, it is so utterly. Yeah, and it backwards. certainly isn't the bleeding. It it's the it's the head stuff. It's, it's just it's, that they hit heads like that a, hard, yeah. and it's, you it's, can't. It's tr- a, it's a brain bruise. It's a. Right, you yeah. can't, and, and everything is supposed. You can't trust the player because well, the player no. can say, "Yeah, I'm totally fine," and they're just not. And how many things have we watched in the last six months about traumatic brain injuries has shown that a majority of these traumatic brain injuries, this life-altering stuff, has occurred by minor concussions and right. concussions that continue and continue and nope. continue. Nope. Yeah. It's a great topic and maybe one for another day, but I need to recap on what we need to cover. Yes. We need to cover Cool Death Story. Mm-hmm. That's what she said. Gruber and our uh, crazy celebrity, either death or party moment. Should we take a quick break? Why don't we? Yeah, we can take, take a, a quick, quick break. break. And... Oh, welcome back, everybody. Came up with a, a new uh, idea, a new theme. I don't know if we're going to be doing it more than, than once, but 
I'm going to call it So You Think You Know How to Party. Um, one that came to mind um, for me. Oh, by the way, this is going to be one of those um, either serious injury, people that died of something awful involving alcohol or drugs or just really are known to, to tear it up constantly. And I, and I started not because I liked the idea of what you know, certainly happened, but I really liked this guy as a young, as a young man, and that was John Belushi. John Belushi <laughs> died in um, 1982, three years after Animal House and probably six years after he started at Saturday Night Live. And John Belushi became someone that developed an incredible appetite for cocaine and started later in his life to mix it with, with heroin, a speedball which ultimately killed him that was given to him by someone that's, oh, oh yeah, like John's responsible, right? He's not, but there was somebody that was injecting him pretty much when he was un, unconscious. So, you know, you've got that. But uh, John, John, you know, there's so much there, but he suffered, um, you know, he always had to be the guy. He always had to be on. Um he had depression issues. He had, you know, dad issues. He had a whole bunch of stuff. But he was one of the funniest bastards, just naturally funny guys. They said that he could just, like, raise an eyebrow and give you a look, and he didn't have to say a word, and it was comedy, and I've seen that look. Yep. Um, you know, clearly he, he got into a whole bunch of stuff that, uh, you know, isn't good for him. <laughs> They talked about the old Saturday Night Live days, and I don't know how long this went, but certainly in the 70s, it was just a coke fest, and nobody denies doing it back then. It was they, And, and I believe some of them, when they say, you know what, it was really just an upper like caffeine to stay awake because our schedules were so fucking crazy. We had to put together an entire show on this short time frame, and we had really, really long days. And these folks are kind of saying incredibly, you know, it wasn't even so much the high, but we had to get this work done. And then it developed into the addictions and stuff. And yeah. John had this, you know, vociferous appetite for, 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 for everything. But yeah, um, John Belushi, I think, would be on anybody's, anybody's list. And I, I prefer to certainly talk about people that are drinking beer and not dying and stuff. But, um, you know, as someone that, that lived their life fast and, you know, I think he was 32, 33 years old. And you, you see these pictures of him? Yeah, he's 40, 45. And no, no. no. He's a he young dead, guy. Dead pretty early. So that's my guy. And isn't it funny that those people that are really, truly funny, like can create comedy, can be funny all on their own. That's uh -huh. right. Who are really troubled. And they're really troubled. And they're not that. happy. Yep. And, and almost none of them are happy. Well, and I, I wonder if it stems from... They're they're getting their laughs and because they're feeding something like something's right. missing in them and by getting those laughs and making people laugh then that's filling something that they can't fill on their own. Kind of makes sense though, doesn't it? You know, I mean, you, you don't know, and every every individual is going to be a little bit but different, but. But none of them have sterling childhoods. None of them, you know, took school seriously. <laughs> it's like, you know, they were all witty and smart as, as smart as hell. But, right. uh, you know, they fed off. And can you imagine, how, how are you John Belushi? You can't go out normally. You can't go out. No, no make no mistake. He didn't make any efforts to go out casually. I right. mean, he lived it, right? He lived that life. And he was making decisions, addiction or not. But, um, you know, it's like Chris, the kind of the Chris Farley story, too. Oh, it's a mirror you image. Get, I mean, yeah. you see John Belushi or Chris Farley, there's expectations. They were you're not, not going to talk about Chris about the Packers. No. You want to no. drink with Chris, no, and you're going to buy him. 
neither one of those i'm sure could walk into a room and just expect to just hang out for a while have a couple drinks and go home nope they're incapable of doing that neither one of their obituaries was going to read they died uh at home at the age of 89 years old surrounded by family never gonna happen no No way no No. way yeah that's fine all right uh mine's a little bit a little bit shorter (laughs) (laughs) that's what my mom says thank you um so the allman brothers if you're aware of the band kind of a southern rock Band right, from the right. 70s, they bought uh, an airplane at the height of their powers. When they were a, a huge act, they bought their plane to travel around the country. They walked into their plane, spelled out on the bar in the plane because it had its own its own bar. Spelled out on the bar was "Welcome Almond Brothers." It was written in cocaine. Cocaine. Yes. Yes. So, just. Having, can you imagine having that reputation as a band and the dealers and the support people or support with, with quotes or oh. just your fixers or whatever said, we need to get this plane ready for the Allman Brothers. How do we do it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I got an idea. And, and to know you could do it and not and not have them get pissed. Oh, they're going to love this. Nobody would blink an eye and that would have been, thank you, God. And just a little bit of like research I did in the Allman Brothers band so much tragedy, so much death, really? so much yeah. dr- It's bad, like really, really bad. But I just <sighs> welcome Almond Brothers written in cocaine. Wow. Yeah. Good. You thought you could party? Yeah. Nobody's written your name, welcome so-and-so in cocaine. No, or yeah. Benadryl or anything for that matter. <laughs> right. Coach, what you got? Charlie Sheen. Oh well. Oh jeez. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> God, that could almost just be. I got. I got Charlie Sheen. That could just be his name. And so, but I, there's a couple of things that I just want to bring up. Uh, Charlie Sheen at one point was uh, married to Denise Richards. They had oh, a. Yes. They had a child uh, in 2004. Uh, in in one of the the things, Char, uh, Richard claimed that on the way to the hospital for the birth of their daughter Lola. Uh, Sheen placed a gambling bet by phone and was checking his pager. Yes, his pager. Uh, for the results. For the results as she was being wheeled into surgery for a C-section. Okay. Charlie Sheen uh, pulled a knife on his dentist once. <laughs> in, no, he did. In, in October of 2014, Sheen was undergoing treatment for an abscess in his tooth. Uh, the dental technician claims that he suddenly became belligerent after being administered um, nitrous oxide. Uh, he struck the technician and then pulled a knife on the dentist. Who brings a knife to a dental uh, procedure? Uh, Charlie Sheen does. Yeah. Uh, Charlie Sheen accidentally shot his then fiance with a gun. Uh, clearly, yeah. clearly not exactly sober at the time. Sheen accidentally shot his then fiance Kelly Preston in the arm. The wound needed two stri- stitches. Uh, she he was wasted. We all heard about the uh, tiger's blood, yeah. and he cured his own brain by blinking. Uh, <laughs> we know that Charlie Sheen has done so much cocaine that many people have had to call the cops on him. Charlie Sheen is just a train wreck of a human being, and if you think you can party, go ahead and look at Charlie Sheen and realize that you are a buffoon. 
<laughs> you can't nice. party like like Charlie Sheen. Love it. Well, and and go back just a little bit. When you're Denise, I remember Denise Richards of 2004. It's like, mm-hmm. good lord, like that's an attractive woman. Out of all the guys that Denise Richards could choose, she, she hitched her wagon to Charlie Sheen and said, right. "This is a guy. This that is a I, good guy. Yeah, this is who I want to." In in 2011, Charlie Sheen had to be rushed to the hospital for hernia surgery. Uh, that was a mere 36 hours after a coke and prostitute binge, which no doubt uh, resulted in him getting a hernia really? and needing surgery. So he was thrusting for so long that he ruptured something. That might be the most impressive thing he's done. <laughs> he he had uh, a porn star. Are we, are we reading star, that right? Porn star Casey Jordan alleges that she spent oh, the yeah. evening with Sheen before the 911 call. That was placed uh, with him needing help for severe abdominal pain. Uh, Sheen was rushed to Cedar Sinai Medical Center, and everyone's sure it had nothing to do with the 36 hours spent with three to 12 different women and the cocaine. Yeah. Uh, one one of those women uh, was with him on video when uh, Sheen was taken out in a stretcher by EMS. God, she's been on a few stretchers, hasn't she? She was probably I, blowing him on the way out or sniffing coke off of his dick. I would not doubt that. Oh, man. Oh, Lord. I love it. Charlie Sheen. I love it. If you think you can party, you can't. Wow. You can't. All right. That's what she said. That's what she said. I'm going to start because mine's weak. Okay. Looking forward to this. He's underneath the punt. He muffed it. Uh, he said muff. At, at, at this point, muff is still a term. Like it is a common term it's in legitimate. football. It's legitimate. Well, well, it's a muff. You can't you can't advance a muff. <laughs> and they giggle every time they say it. <laughs> right. Next. Uh, mine occurred in a real fo- football game. Uh, that little reach around is what they flagged him for. <laughs> really? I'm fairly certain it was a a either it was either a Thanksgiving game or a a Saturday night game or Thursday night game. You got flagged for a reach around. That little reach around is what they flagged him for. Oh Jesus! Again, that's what she said. Said with a straight face. Absolutely, it was on a national broadcast. Texas, Iowa State on Friday. Color commentator looking at a replay says, "Yep." Look at that. You see the overloaded box. <laughs> well, That's what she said. <laughs> well, it, it almost, beg, you know, maybe it was an, maybe it was an eight man box. <laughs> Could have been. That's an overloaded that's box. A, that's a gigantic box. Oh. Cool oh, death story. Oh, sorry, Travis. Do you have something? Uh, T-Love. Sorry, T-Love. You got anything? I would prefer that. I mean, that's cool if you call me Travis, but um, formally I'd like to be known as T-Love. T-Love. Who wants to start their cool death story? I can do mine. Go ahead. Um, I believe the correct pronunciation of this is Governor Morris. He's one of the founding fathers. He wrote the preamble of the Constitution. Is that right, Travis? Governor Morris? He was one of them, yes. Okay, yep. So... He had himself a bad case of the gout. He did. He did. Yes, God he did. Damn gout. Yep. 
the damn gout. It got so bad that it impeded his urinary tract. That will happen. Right. Mm. So he could not pee. So he decided he the probably best... probably wasn't circumcised, any. Certainly yeah. not. The best way to remedy this was to take a whale bone. Of course it was. And to clear the urinary tract of himself. Of course Are it you did. serious? Yes. Of course he did. This did not turn out well for Governor Morris, one of our founding fathers. He gouged out the urinary tract of his gout-infested penis. It became infected, and he died. I bet he, he did. did. Yeah. I bet he did. So keep in mind, he looked at a whalebone, looked down at his gout-infested penis, and said, I bet you that could solve it, and proceeded to try to clear out that urinary tract. That sounds like a good. You know rumor. what? I've actually, yeah. I I've heard bits and pieces of that. If you sat me down and said, "What Governor Morris?" I I don't know, but I have heard. Yes. That. Yep. Confirmed. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Ouch. Coach. Ha. Ah. Uh, mine occurred in Oklahoma in 2013. <laughs> good enough, Dad. <laughs> T Love, you want to go? No. Uh, I, I, I wonder how many of our um, funny death stories have originated Oklahoma. south of the Mason-Dixon line, just uh, in general. Uh, most yeah. most of mine yeah. have. Go ahead, sorry. Uh, Denver Lee St. Clair. Denver Lee St. Clair was asphyxiated by an atomic I, wedgie. I know this. I almost picked this one. He was asphyxiated by an atomic wedgie administered by his stepson during a fight. You're after no. after Mr. Den, uh, Denver Lee St. Clair had been knocked unconscious, oh the elastic band from his torn underwear was pulled over his head and stretched around his neck, strangling him. Uh, Mr. St. Clair and Davis, who is... Do you lose the, st- the Mr. title when, when it, it's a wedgie? That's true. That's true. Uh, St. Clair uh, was strangled by Davis, his stepson. They had been drinking together the night oh, of the incident. the first time they got along. Shocking. And began fighting when Davis claimed St. Clair began speaking ill about Davis's mother, who is St. Clair's wife. Yep, we've seen that before. So, but Davis never intended to kill St. Clair. Davis was initially charged with first degree murder, but pleaded guilty to a lesser charge and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. Can you just, can you just see for one minute that he doesn't plead to something and it goes to a jury and they need to like exhibit this torn piece of underwear and this story i don't know how any juror no matter how compassionate you are can't giggle at that yes how you can't just say are we are we in a goddamn another planet here this guy literally he he got in an atomic wedgie went or or, or even the prosecutors going through the case Right, the the recreation, because you know they'd have to do it. Show me how you grabbed onto the waistband of the underwear. I mean, there had to be some temptation or some thought from the DA to say, let's just make this civil. That's <laughs> just, seriously. Yeah. There, there, there's some responsibility here, but what kind of criminal conduct do we really have? <laughs> Holy shit, that's a beauty. Yeah. I got one that is not south of the Mason-Dixon line. Oh. Um. You might have heard of this guy. It, it made news, and I, I heard a little bit about it when it happened. guy named John Chow, C-H-A-U, ring a bell. He's a self-proclaimed world explorer. No? Nope. Oh. Yeah, I think it's going to hit home as I move on here. He was killed by the very tribe of natives he was offering eternal life. He was going on a, on a mission. <laughs> According to the BBC in Delhi, 
He bribed six fishermen to ferry him to the off-limits island so he could offer the Centelese tribe gifts of scissors, a soccer ball, and, and, and Jesus. Um, there's a reason that um, the island is off-limits, and I can only imagine what um, had to be paid to the, the, the fishermen. <laughs> he, um, 60,000-year-old tribe, eternal life, this tribe, I remember stories at the time they were worried about bringing infection and disease and, 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 and whatnot to, to their island. <laughs> he, he paddled to the island in a kayak, and it was immediately attacked by arrows, <laughs> but continued walking. The fishermen, witnesses safely um, off the shore, said they tied a rope around his neck and started dragging his body along the shore. <laughs> Quote, here, here, this is my walk off. They were clearly rejecting his gifts. What? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've had g- gifts rejected that didn't involve a volley of arrows. But, <laughs> but this young, this young kid, and if I did a little other reading on him, he was just a, a pretty naive, uh, a pretty naive fella. That's that's leave it at that. That um, really thought he needed to impose his his views on these people. That I, I don't know this for sure, but I guarantee you he heard from more than one person. Leave these fucking people alone. Right. Let them be. Let them be. Nope, I'm bringing them the Bibles. <laughs> okay. Maybe go into the slums of a... Buenos Aires. <laughs> <laughs> really, anything is a better option at that well, point. You know, Holy he's, a, he's a shrunken head right now. Like, there's... Oh, yeah. I mean, but... but 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 and this came up somewhere like some family members wanted justice served or something no, and I don't know what protectorate this is and I don't know what colony or who this would be Dutch British or whatever. Yeah, yeah he's gone. And what what would you conceivably yeah. do? These people have no contact with anything. What would you just think about that there, if you decided all of a sudden you were going to investigate a homicide? There is it's, no anything. <laughs> it is one of the few like true tribes in yeah. the world that have no contact with anything they have, else. they have no contact they may not even have names and and so let's just say okay you have laws that might be applicable yeah he got carried away by which five of the 500 <laughs> people yep. we can i mean there's gonna be yeah so, so uh, did you get a deposition from oh you right. couldn't because he would have killed you okay i'm sorry right. yeah so you serve a subpoena on their yeah. island i'd like to serve a subpoena it's like it was they kind of washed their hands and we lost the guy don't go back to these people and Jesus. didn't the guy that uh gave him a ride out there didn't he get like arrested or something too he might have, yeah, wasn't I didn't there look like some button. some legal issues with the fishermen? See, or the maybe guy that because I think there? there was that financial thing because yeah. I think everybody in the area knew that it was a death sentence and they yeah. brought him anyway. And I kind of feel like yeah, like that's why I don't want to walk into a townie bar in Eau Claire right. because you, you're playing by their rules at that point. Yeah, like, and there's there's a whole nother level, you know. Yeah. Exactly. But, but if like, things start going bad in in in, in, in a townie bar, you're you're probably going to get out okay if you take off and maybe just hurt a little bit. But I mean, they they killed him. No, he was just you know. But well, but I can only picture this. This is the story. He probably would have survived. It sounds like warning shots were given, and he just no. Nah. No, I'm good. I'm good. Oh, no, I'm good. Maybe you guys didn't hear me. <laughs> Jesus, I'm here to take help you. The wheel. I'm here to, and of course, they don't speak his language. So, anything he says. 
Oh, so we got uh, poor the power of Christ a... compels you. <laughs> I think we have a Gruber left. We just got no, hold on. I did thought there was one? more in here. No. Hold on. Well, we did the statements. We Holy balls! And yeah, we have to rate. We rate. have to rate the beer this we week. Got we have to rate, we got the, beer. We have to rate the beer. We got yeah. after Gruber and rate. The beer. We have to rate the beer. We have to. We always forget. Yes. Okay. I'll uh, I'll start with my Gruber. Okay. So. And I'll, I'll preface it. Everyone knows David Gruber, which, by the way, I got a I got a text from a friend of mine who lives, I think, out in South Dakota. Don't, who, don't tell me anybody says he's a super guy, and I mean, it's going to wreck me. Hold on. Oh, boy. What? He's listened to our podcast. He loves podcasts, and yeah. he's listened to us. And he sent me a screenshot of a uh, Wisconsin Badger uh, message board that he's a part of. Okay. And right at the top of it is a huge David Gruber ad. He sent me the screenshot and said, this motherfucker is now invading my message board. Oh, okay. Okay. I should have listened first. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, okay. Fantastic. Yeah. David Gruber, one call, that's all. What would we rather do than listen to David Gruber? I would rather take a cross-country road trip with Grayson Allen, Allen and an ex-girlfriend and a loud exhaust truck and only a BGCD to play. The entire time. BGs? The BGs. I band. love it. I love where you're going with that. That's I can, I, I'm drawing a mental picture. What what year's the truck? Let's say a 1978 Chevy. No air? No air. And where, where are you Those going cross country to? Seats. Let's say Maine, Portland, Maine to San Diego, California. And you, Grayson? No, Grayson Allen and an ex-girlfriend. Your ex-girlfriend, yes, Grayson my, Allen? My ex So the three of you? Yeah. Okay. And that's all I can. All I have to listen to is a BGCD. Hmm. That's it. That's what I would rather do than listen to David Gruber. Wow. Yeah. Justin, I'd rather go to an island inhabited by people who have never reached technology. Uh, that I know that when I get off on that island, I'm going to be pummeled by arrows. Yes. I would rather get pummeled by arrows in a. Yeah, I'm living. You are ad living. You didn't have a Gruber, did you? I give him a lot of credit. No, I didn't have one. No, I didn't have one. I ad libbed the fuck out of that. Great, good for him. Rehash material, but fuck off, Jay Dork. (laughs) Well, let T Love save the day again, please. How do you like how people gloss themselves? (laughs) Huh? That's uh, Travis. Go ahead. Gruber, this is going to take a little thought. Oh, Christ. It's not our strength. (laughs) No shit. (laughs) So I will tell you right up front that I would rather listen to David Gruber, one ad, and have a root canal. But I actually did some serious thinking, and anybody listening to this is either going to have to take me at face value or they're going to call bullshit or whatnot. But I'm, what I'm about to tell you is the truth. I actually did some cost benefit analysis of what it would take. What, what, where does a, like a root canal or dental work in David Gruber become, you know, where, where's that line? And I will tell you that I legitimately, and I mean legitimately would rather have a root canal on not one, but two teeth that have David Gruber be every ad in between every inning for a nine-inning game. And, you know, the thing of it is, that shouldn't be that bad. Anybody should be able to say, okay, in between every half inning, so you got, what, 18 ads? Mm -hmm. Um, 
you know, whatever. Even if David Gruber was even just one ad You'd of run. those 18 half innings, I, 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 he drives me so nuts and I get so frustrated. And then I get mad at myself for being frustrated because I'm like, why am I getting so pissed at David Gruber? David Gruber is who he is. You know, I don't have to piss every half inning, though. I can't walk away from it. I can only eat so goddamn much. I'm in my chair. So then it becomes a, okay, what is it worth? I'd say, you know, I've had root canals, some worse than others. But if it's your run-of-the-mill, couple-hour procedure, I really think that I could handle a root canal versus him every half inning. And I say that truthfully. I Thoughts? I, I think I don't I, know. It, it, some of it depends on how you feel about dental work. Is I, it the worst thing that ever happened to you? Or? Right. No, I I've never had a root canal either. But yeah. I can tell you that just seeing that little fucking he door, upsets me so greatly. Right, and he's not slowing down either. As I, I think by, I think he's filling his oats. Hundred percent, and he he was the 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 featured guy in that Go Brewers. I'm drinking a. Well, you were beer like that. Thing. Did you just like, say he's filling his oats? He meant he meant feeling as oats, but no, I know you what he said meant. it. Don't you say said he did. It. Who did? You, you did. did. How long ago was that? <laughs> did I say filling his oats? You yeah. said filling his oats. And then I saw. Then I thought Josh said. Then he tried to put it on me. <laughs> well, that would have been dumb. Why'd you say that? <laughs> He's filling his. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep, I did say it. Okay. Oh boy. All right. I think. I think that's about it. <laughs> We have to rate the beer. Oh, God. Can I start with this? <laughs> yes. Let me pull well, I want to get back on track here. Yep. I, I've said a lot of dumb stuff. You know what? Um, let's get past the fuck COVID uh, label. I mean, that's a 10. It's not a 9.9. Yes. That's a 10. Yep. Right. Um, the beer? Um, line shot up the up the middle. Single. I actually agree. When I first took the, or I took the first drink of it, it was a little strong, like stronger than yeah. I thought a five uh, percent mm-hmm. beer would be. It yeah. hit me kind of hard. It's it, it didn't knock me out of the park. I probably wouldn't buy it. Yeah, it wasn't it. that didn't do it to me. It was the taste. It just didn't quite fit my taste. Yeah, it, but it wasn't bad. And mm. So I I would agree. It's a it's a solid single, not a bloop single, but it's a solid single. Probably on the ground, not like a line drive, but a Solid single up What's the middle. Bunt single? Is no, it? no, 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 no. People I don't mean, bunt anymore anyway. No, so right, <laughs> unless you're lefty who can three eight. Right, I, I'm, I'm in agreeance. It's a, it's a good solid beer. It's yeah. a solid single. It's a, yeah. There's nothing special you know, about I, uh, it. it. There's good taste and it's, yeah. You know, it tries to be a hazy IPA, but it's not. So I'm, yeah. I'm fine. Let me, let me take this just a second to, to point this out. Um, we've been doing this a while now. Um, we've got three opinions on every beer, and we really are much more similar than I think you would believe. Nobody is following the other person's. You know, it's like we're we're not afraid to 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 kind of say whatever. It's like you know, is that because we're good at this? We or we have same tastes? Or? No, I think we have same tastes. We're not good at anything. I don't think. I'm no. I mean, no. No, I uh, I can't even color in between the lines. So literally, no, I, I can't I color between the lines. Right. We we've had some that have been a little bit of a you know like you hated it and a couple. There hasn't been that there much hasn't been many that's been like, no, like nobody said a triple and somebody says a ground out to short. 
You know what I'm saying? There's not anything close you, to that. You know what? I think I think a little bit has to do with we're 15 episodes into this and we're all trying to get like the cool beer. Yeah. Like there's going to be a point at at some point that somebody else has to grab a blue bobber of some sort. Yeah. Like there's just no, going to be a that's, mess. Let's avoid that. I just I mean there's just <laughs> I, going I will, to be a I, mess. I will, at some I will point. tell you that you know I was a little disingenuous because I didn't like it at the time, but I, I think that I just. I would have just been nice. It was a cool label, and it wasn't a cool label because it had that weird poetry on the side. Uh, the of color it. That was wasn't cool. cool at the all. color was cool. cool. That, that was color it. Was cool. Fuck it was. Off. Whatever. T-, T Love knows what he's talking about. Oh, boy, let's leave it at that. All right. Hey, thanks everyone it was for a good joining episode. us. Yeah, thanks. Was a great episode. All right. Have a good night, everyone. Take care.